podcast. Today I'm joined by Kai and Burke and a very special guest, Janayad Iqbal uh, from No Degree. Shout out to those guys. Thanks for joining us today. Yeah, happy to be here. Thanks for having me. I know it's been a while that we've been trying to coordinate, so I'm glad we were able to make it happen. Yeah, no, that's man. so cool. Really happy to um really happy to have you here. We've got quite a few questions. I know that um when it comes to Brandon, he's someone that went into SAS without having a degree. And I'd love to touch on that for anyone watching as well. But for those who, who don't know who you are and the no degree movement. Um, how would you describe that to to the viewers, listeners? Yeah, so as you know, I'm from the U.S. So in the U.S., college is really, really expensive, more expensive than other parts of the world. It's getting more expensive in other parts of the world, but the U.S. is just astronomical and outrageous. But the real me mission and meaning is that there are a lot of talented people who don't have college degrees and they're eliminated from opportunities. Like you see these job postings like, oh, we want someone with any degree. But it's like, how does that make sense? If, if you say I need someone with a biology degree, okay, it's something specific. But well, what does any degree mean? And in sales and in SaaS, it's like the industry moves too fast and you don't learn sales in school. Like, you just don't. Like, what are you selling? You don't sell anything. And you learn sales through experience. You learn it through reading. You learn it through failing. And you don't learn how to fail in school. So it's like, you can't become a good salesperson because a good salesperson gets hung up so many times and you don't learn that in school. So there's so many things that you can learn outside of school. There's so many resources. The world is changing. You can learn things on your phone. And for those of you who went to school, a lot of kids, they're not even paying attention. They're cheating their way through and all that. So why does someone with a degree have get more preference than someone who's hardworking and reading all the time? Absolutely. Absolutely. I definitely agree. Um, I know a lot of SaaS companies are pushing on the fact that you don't need a, a degree. Um, as you mentioned, a lot of job descriptions can be a bit ludicrous with what they yeah. what they describe and what they require. I'm not sure if you said anything, Brandon, that's a bit outlandish before we landed our roles, but a lot of it can be a bit demanding, if, if that, to, to put it lightly. Yeah. I've seen a SaaS role. So a recruiter was asking for 20 years of SaaS experience. And I was like, what, does SaaS even exist? And she was like, yeah, it did exist. But I was like, that's just a dumb demand because SaaS in 2002 is not how SaaS is in 2022. So who cares that you could sell a product 20 years ago? You know, it's about the last few years. Absolutely. Absolutely. Do you personally judge on, I mean, when did you stop judging or, you know, having the, the change of uh, perception when it came to CVs, oh, sorry, degrees? Me, I've always looked at people for who they are because so I have a master's degree and I went to like a specialized high school that you had to test in. And man, it was always like, oh, my God, I got into Harvard. Oh, my God, I, I failed the test. I'm not going to get into college. It's just a bunch of whiny babies who just judge people on, oh, you went to this school. You must be a good person. Let me tell you, some of the worst people I've ever met went to Ivy League schools. I knew a terrible girl who went to Princeton, and I knew a guy who was an absolute bully to a very cool kid who went to Harvard. But, oh, they're looked up upon because of the schools they go to and not about the character. It's like, what is that? And I'm not saying that all people that go to those schools are bad, but 
they're regular people. They just happen to have the academics and whatever. And some of their parents bribed their way ins too. <laughs> you know, some of them cheated their way ins. You know, there are all these things that people talk about. So you should judge a person by what they do. There are plenty of bad people with do without degrees. But you have to judge a person for what they can do, what they're doing, how they're changing. And I've seen so many people who are great people from all backgrounds. And we need to just look at the person as a whole. Most definitely. Did you ever, ever feel any pressure, uh, Brandon, when it came to degrees and that sort of thing? Uh, in terms of um, actually the pressure to go to university, um, yeah, quite a lot. Uh, my school itself, when I was there for sixth form, um, they basically forced you to sign up to UCAS. I don't know if America has that, um, but it's basically what you use to apply to university. Um, and then uh, they were like, look, you need to start writing um, like a cover, for, a cover uh, document and things like that. Um, you know, they was taking us to universities, um, our local one, because we're about 10 minutes from Brunel University as well. Um, and then from my family as well, um, most people, you can't really tell, um, but I'm actually quarter Iranian. Um, and that side of my family are all engineering degrees, English degrees. Um, so when I came out of sixth form with two A-levels, uh, a U in maths and no intention of going to uni. Um, yeah, there were some questions about what I was going to do with myself. You know, it's interesting. The top in my podcast has like over 200,000 downloads. The first place is the US. Second place is Canada. The third place is Iran. I have no idea how it makes. Wow. Yeah. I have no idea because I don't even know how they find my podcast. But yeah, that's cool. That's brilliant. I wanted it to, to take a step back for a bit because I noticed something written on your profile. And yeah. um, you wrote, giving is my fuel. And I wanted yeah. to know what you meant by that and how that feeds into sort of your mission and no degree and, and what, what you get up to nowadays. Yeah, so I'm a big fan of the more you give, the more you receive. And I come across a lot of people who are like, hey, can you help me? Can you do this? So I was like, let me, I used to do a lot of one-on-ones, you know, just spend time with people, help them with the resumes for free. And then I was like, all right, let me do this at scale. So now I do a lot of Twitter spaces. I do a lot of podcasts. And that's why it's like, when people ask me for a podcast, I never say no. Like, it doesn't matter. You got five listeners. It doesn't matter. First episode. Because I remember when I had guests and when I wanted someone as a first guest and she was like, okay, cool. In person, she said yes. And then later she was like, hey, I want to be cognizant of my time. You know, I'm only getting on podcasts that have over 10,000 downloads. And I'm thinking like, well, this is my first episode. So how can I possibly have over 10,000 downloads? Like I told you that you could have said no. And then the other thing is you have to be my podcast is in the top 1%. I still don't get 10,000 downloads per episode. So you are basically saying, I'm only going to be in the top. And I'm not a big fan of that. You know, I'm a fan of people who are there to just help people. And that's why I started the podcast, because people ask me, how do I break into SaaS? I'm going to be like, go listen to episode 92. How do I break into technology? Go listen to episode 102. How do I prepare for an interview? So that way I can still give to people at scale and when people send me a message like, hey, your resume got me more interviews or I'm able to break out of retail. I got my first corporate job or, hey, I got a big raise. Thank you. That just like drives me. I think that's, a, that's an amazing answer, honestly. 
And um, yeah. yeah, we have to reiterate once again how how happy we are to to have you on here as well to share what you know and even experiences like that 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 we didn't know about. You know, you wanted wanting someone to appear on your first episode, and we're trying to grow at scale um, steadily, of course. And I think yeah. um, you're, you're the brilliant, perfect person to to have on it, here. And you know, it's crazy. I had actual CEOs on after. I had like a UFC fighter after with like millions of followers. So it's like, who are you? You know, but whatever. People have the right to say no, but I'm going to judge them. So, <laughs> but you know, and it's one of those things that I'm always, if I see someone doing something, I want to make sure that I'm pushing them a little in whatever way I can. So that's why, like, when people ask me for, hey, I want to start a podcast, come on. I'm like, sure. You're starting something. You're doing more than 99% of people. Why don't I help you become part of that 1%? Brilliant. I think that's extremely, extremely yeah. powerful. Yeah. In terms of CVs, uh, I'm sure from Trainio, as we mentioned in season one, me and Brandon, we still have a lot of your notes. Um, yeah. And you helped us a lot when it came to that sort of stuff. I mean, where did you where did you start? I know you said that you started to do it at scale and you started to do yeah. one on ones, but where did where did that start? The expertise for that? Yeah, so I, you know, it's crazy. I learned a lot about CVs and resumes through LinkedIn because wow. a lot of people don't realize that there are people posting good content. I learned a lot about sales on LinkedIn because people will share like one or two tips. Okay, they'll share a book that they read. They'll share something, and what I would do is, okay, okay, this is a tip. Oh, ATS. What is the ATS? Then I'd Google. Then I'd see some tips about the ATS. And then another person would post a little tips. Then I had some ideas. Then I saw my friend. I, had a, I made a friend and he was like, look, man, I'm making good money doing resumes. You should start doing them. I wasn't making any money at that point. And I was like, okay, let me start doing this. So first I did a couple for free, you know, people around me. Then I charged like $100 for the first one. Then like 200 I got one at $400. I was like, whoa, that kid got a job at Amazon, first job out of college. And then I was like, okay, you know, I started charging around $300, but I would sit down with someone for three to four, three to five hours. Like I sit down one-on-one -on -one, helping them with the lines, going through the motions and all that. And I just started doing it and people started getting jobs and raises and I just kept on networking. And then as you do them, you get better at it. Like you read a book on sales, you'll learn something, but then you'll do sales, you'll learn more things. And then that's, it's just how it is. And I've done over 400 resumes at this point. So I've seen, I've done it for doctors, lawyers, dentists, all types of people, uh, people without degrees, people with PhDs. Like last week I did a PhDs resume. I did a CFO resume and some without a degree. So every week I'm seeing interesting, just all types of interesting people. Amazing. That is truly amazing. I do have a degree, but I do, I was thinking about it before, before he was recording. And um, I actually think the things that I took away the most were probably connections and yeah. anything that i did was that was proactive like speaking yeah. um creating my own business during uni for one of my projects uh, maybe not so much the writing part so i do get the whole notion and then i get the whole push within society to which probably sounds obvious but you know judge people by their attributes and not yeah. so much you know if they've got a degree or not um i think that's needed especially for someone who's you know young like brandon and this this guy could build his own computers, so yeah. he's definitely got a wealth. Of... I have a I have a custom PC too. Yeah, oh, I, I think yeah, I spoke show... about it briefly before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll really? show you. 
Yeah, yeah, I built yeah. the my, well, my business partner built it, so I have some ideas, but he's better at it. But I know, like, you know, what parts, and you have to get the right yeah. things. And I have, you know, it's funny. I have a the stand that I keep on top, and one of them is a graphics card that I have to install. So I have a graphics card, a white box, and the the fans that I need to install. So what is it? So these are the fans I'm gonna install. Um, some it's not gonna focus properly, but yeah. so yeah, so these colored fans. I have some colored fans, but I want these ones. These are quieter. That's really Are they cool. Be quiet, of course, sir. Uh, the cooler master. I think they're. Cool. You know your brands. Yeah, they're know. cooler master. They're cooler, cooler master. master yeah. Corsair gets, gets expensive, man. Like Corsair, Corsair are expensive. Yeah, yeah. Free yeah. fans is about seventy pounds. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, expensive. yeah. So you know, so these ones were like, I got them on sale. Three fans were like thirty to like forty bucks when they're on sale. Yeah. 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 That's really um, good. And I don't know about you, Kai, but. Uh, just quickly back to the CVs. Um, the CV that uh, Janaid helped me write is the one that got me the job I have today as well. So awesome. just a, a big shout out to him for that hey, as well. You know, it's so cool where it's like, yo, I help. You know, obviously you did a lot, but it's like, you know, I played a small part in the journey. Yeah, and yeah. to me, like hearing that, it's cool. And then, you know, it's interesting. I'll have people contacting me like two, three later. like, hey, I need an update. And then I see their next job. And it's like, wow, man, time flies. Because so many people, the thing is, the thing about the CV is that people think like, oh, I don't have enough experience. It's more about highlighting what you've already done and showing what you've already done. And then the more important thing about the CV is not even the piece of paper. It's that you know what you've done and you know how to communicate it so that when you go to the interview, you know what you bring to the table. Definitely. I think that's something that um, was probably sort of told to us throughout Trainer as well like it, we've got to make the right choice of company for us you know it's, it's a it's a trade-off almost you know we've got yeah. a, they've got to sell themselves to us as well as well as us selling um ourselves to them in terms of the cv and and so forth so i think that's a that's a definitely a good point and yeah i think your cv i think along with omar as well is the reason that i landed my first role too so oh, congrats man here's for that yeah, I need some reviews on my LinkedIn profile. I'm like 180. You'll I need get to get to 200, man. I need to get to we'll 200. We'll get you another two, for sure. Yeah, yeah. We'll get that's, you another that's two. definitely a promise after this. Um, what I've seen is a, a lot of companies have a push towards gamification instead of CVs. So maybe some sort of psychometric test to figure out um, you know, how good an employee is. I just wanted to know what your opinion on that sort of way to analyze would be. So I think... If it can't just be for the company, it has to be for the role. So there are certain tests that are good for certain roles, but they have to do studies and see how accurate it is because not all tests are accurate. Um, I know Myers-Briggs is not known to be that accurate. It can change. I got a tie for two things on Myers-Briggs. So that was interesting. Um, The other thing is, I think that those tests should be used after you're hired so that they know, okay, this person has these strengths and weaknesses and works that this is how they need to be managed. And this is their style as opposed to, Hey, we need this one type of person because here's the truth. More than one type of person can succeed in the role. It's not like a CEO or someone where you need a very specific type of person to make it happen. And it's not going to happen without them. Salesperson, yeah, they're going to have different, maybe one person is going to sell 10% more, but overall, there are many people who can do well and 
beat the metric. So I I think it has to also be fair because a lot of times people ask you for work before they even meet you. And I think that's unfair because if you're going to have someone do work, ha- take some time that you have to do work, that you have to go out of your way to prove it to them. Like I got one, man, I, I got to follow up. But it's like they gave, asked me for a case study before ever meeting me. So it's like, I got, I'll do it. But it's like, it's, I'd rather just apply to 10 more jobs, you know? <laughs> Definitely. Would you say there's a difference between, because, you know, we, we work so hard on our CVs, our interviews to get jobs um, and positions that we want. Would you say there's a difference or in approach when it comes to getting an internal promotion or writing, let's say, an internal CV for a change of role, a raise, yeah. Would you say there's a difference in approach for that for anyone watching? Uh, I there shouldn't be. You can do the same exact things. Yeah. However, for internal, you can have internal lingo because some internal lingo when you go outside. I did an Amazon person lingo uh, resume and it was very internal Amazon lingo. And I was like, hey, if you're applying to other companies, they're not going to understand. I will tell you that if you're going for internal promotion, make sure you're building those relationships and reaching out. But again, it's all about highlighting your accomplishments because people in other departments, unless they know you, they're not going to realize like, oh, you're the person that built this. You're the person that brought in the money. You're the person that saved time. They don't know that. No, that's so true. And congrats to Brandon for having a great quarter as well. So you might want to think about drafting some of those achievements up. Um, I know I saw on LinkedIn a post about keeping a spreadsheet of all your achievements and the dates. So when it comes to internal or even a new position, you know, you've got that ready. I don't, may have been you and Brandon who I, who I spoke to that about or someone else, but I think that's a good idea. Yeah, trust me, do it. You won't regret it. Like, mm-hmm. no one's going to be like, yeah, I listed all these accomplishments for no reason. It's going to be like, damn, I need this. What are these numbers? I was doing resumes, and then someone's like, yo, I, I just don't remember what these numbers were. It, uh, it was, and you're stuck, right? It's about estimating. So get those numbers. Mm-hmm. Because once you leave, they're not going to give you those numbers. <laughs> yeah. how, how, how do you find the balance between, you know, is there, is there too much that I'm putting on? Or would you just list literally every, let's just say, major accomplishment? I would say just realize that resumes are skim. They're not read. Right. That's, like think about a commercial. You don't need to have a 30, 40 minute commercial. You need to have one or two minutes. So think about what they're not going to read everything. So if they're looking at it for 30 to 45 seconds, what do you want them to read? And what do they need to read? And I would say the most, the highest accomplishments, and also think about the roles that you're looking for. And then you're going to adjust it too, based on the bullet points. So you may readjust the order depending on what you're applying for. Like, let's say you're going for a project manager role. Maybe you're going to talk more about operations, how you improve things. You're going for a sales role, you're going to go into the deal sizes and how big and your close rates and quota and all that. So you have to be relevant. You have to speak to the audience of the uh, role. But for sales resumes, put the numbers. But, you know, you don't need to talk about how, oh, you sold the biggest deal in history and then you also sold a 100K deal. Like you already talked about that you sold a million dollar deal. Who cares that you sold a 100K deal? Mm, Makes sense. Brandon, for someone like yourself, I've come from like a retail background and, um, you know, going into SaaS was one of your first sort of career choices. Before we got the coaching, did you have any worries about 
your CV and how to construct it? And do you think if you feel there's not as much to put on there as someone who's had, I don't know, let's just say three years of a degree, do you think that's a problem that's, you know, out there at the moment? I think you're on mute. Yeah, of course. Um, there's, there's only so much that uh, you can waffle, right, I guess. Because um, at the end of the day, if you've only had six or seven months experience part time, um, like like I did, um, you know, working weekends only whilst doing sixth form, there's only so much I can write about my work experience. Um, and in terms of the CV itself, uh, the school gave us a template um, comparing to what I worked on with uh, Janayad. Yeah, man. No. The school ones are so bad. Yeah. They're like so basic. It's so generic. It's like, like the co- let me tell you, the college ones gives ones that high school students should use, right? <laughs> and then high school, hey, like that's meant for like yeah. high school, you know. But when you're serious and you're trying to get competitive and you want to set yourself apart, it's just like keep it very simple and clean. That's what I tell people. Simple and clean is the way to go. Do you think there sometimes is, you know, that worry of people who haven't got much experience and of how so, to? Yeah, no, that's actually good because what do you put if you don't have any experience? Yeah. What I would tell you to do is create your own experience and you have to show more passion than you have. So you can do projects, right? So if you look, if I want to break in sales and I didn't have any experience, I'm going to go find someone and say, hey, look, I know you have a product. I don't have any experience, but I've read these books and I want to gain some experience. Can I sell your product for no commission, for commission only? Who's going to say no to that? Yeah. Right? Yeah. You got to make sure that they, they have a reason to talk to you. So then you do that. Now you put that. Now you have something. Then the other, and then just say, hey, can I do a little more work? Now that they work with you, if you're bringing in commission and you're bringing in deals, they probably have money to pay you for other things. <laughs> right? So you're, create and then the other thing is volunteer right go volunteer hey we we're doing a let me go help you promote an event so i got speakers i got i coordinated this i did xyz i managed this right that goes a long way then the other thing is you really love a company go find someone and just say hey i really love your company i want to have a conversation with you it's one of my dream companies to break in here are 50, here are 20 leads, right? Go get a, you know, like a Lucia or something, get the software, be like, hey, I got you 20 leads. The other thing is you don't even have to give someone leads. If you tell someone, be like, hey, what's your ideal type of clientele in what industry? I'll get you 20 leads and I'll, I'll qualify them for you. Like, you, who's going to say no to you, you know? Great. And they don't teach that in college. No college student is going to do that, you know? I so never would have thought of that, yeah. Yeah, I you know, I learned it from someone, but it's about creating your own experience, watching people, find ways, like find a mentor. Like if I'm young, I'm gonna go find someone that I that I really like that's not if they're big, you gotta put in more work, right? If someone has millions of followers, but you go to them and be like, Look, I wanna be where you are in the future and I wanna learn from you. I'll work for you for free to learn from you. Trust me, man. If some kid came up to me like that i'll say what am i gonna do i'm gonna say yes like i need help you want to learn i'm doing it for free anyway for some people if it benefits me so you got to make sure that at, in sales make it that win-win you're gonna win and they're gonna win like why would they say no and if someone's gonna say yes 
Yeah, for anyone for anyone watching this back, if you saw the looks on me and Brandon's faces when those suggestions were made, those were yeah. amazing. And we consider ourselves good, but to have that mindset and that attitude is just out out of this world. And for us to even be amazed by that, that that will show that if that happens to, let's just say, a sales leader, how they would feel. You know, they would feel amazed by that sort of effort, yeah. dedication, and they creativity. Got, yeah, they got to give you a conversation at least. 100%. And then you go tell them, be like, look, I've read this, but I read mega deals by this. I read never split the difference on negotiation. I read um, secrets of power negotiating. I, you know, you give them like 10 books you read, like they, they could be like, okay, respect. Like, I got to respect you. And then you ask them what other books you recommend I read. Then they give you a book to read, follow back up with them, be like, hey, I read the book. Do you want the notes on it? They may say yes or no, but if you they see your notes and it's like five pages of notes, that's really nice. Again, show have reasons to follow up. I I tell people all these things. I'll and I'm not gonna tell someone like yo, I give you this recommendation, you come back with me with notes, I'm gonna help you more. You have to take that initiative yourself. Because I've given people book recommendations, they never follow up. They don't tell me that they don't even tell me that they read the book. So it's like they're lost. But that initiative, like I remember one one kid I had on my podcast. Man, this dude would keep on emailing McLaren. He eventually got to the CEO and he got an internship in the UK. Just kept on nonstop. Like, yo, I want to work for you. I want to work for you. Like, and the guy saw like, yo, this 15-year-old kid. Like, all right, I'll give him an internship. That is out of this world. That's amazing. Yeah. Uh, um, that's amazing advice. Um, just as Kyle said, um, obviously the way that um, we reacted to the advice you just gave, um, never would have thought of that myself um yeah be strategic i'm all about strategy man guys um for anybody watching get ahead of the game because yeah. um as um as linkedin grows and people more people get on there more people are going to find out look i should be messaging um like a hiring manager or you know the team leader yeah. or something like that and then that's going to become repetitive. That's going to become more frequent and it's going to make you make it hard yeah. for you to stand out. So tips with things like that. Man. And the beauty of this is it'll always stand out because I, I, I straight up tell people to do this, but most people are not going to do it. Like they're just not, yeah. you know, and you've seen it. You've told people do X, Y, Z and they, they don't like, I've had people reach out for CVs and then I'll say, here's the format, follow this and I'll, I'll review yours for free. They email me back in a different format. And they'd be like, oh, I like this format. I was like, dude, why are you going to ask me for help? And then I give you the help and you do something you're owed. And then you wonder why you don't find a job. So a lot of people don't actually take that action. They don't take that advice. So if the people who do will get far. Definitely. Most definitely. I think as, as much as us, us three would probably agree, you know, we put in the effort to get the positions that we want. Uh, me and Brandon were just talking off air and we wanted to know what were your sort of signs if it were a friend or someone a client of yours what would you tell them to look out for in, in terms of things um, that a company has where they shouldn't be joining or whether it's in the hiring process or company culture so what i tell people is first evaluate your situation like if you're risking homelessness you you know you have family to support you can't be as picky right you got to make sure you got to survive so i don't want to be like hey be picky because if you have lots you can be picky then do that i would say talk to people within the company if you can so have friends and all that 
look at Glassdoors, look at Blind, look at LinkedIn, look at Reddit. And then the other thing is, look at how they treat you, right? Because they should respect you enough that, hey, we are going to sell to you. I find that when they think they own you, you run into issues because as salespeople, they'll train you, but they should also give you freedom and breathing room to do it how you do. There are multiple ways to sell. There's no one right way. Different people, some people like email, some people like the phone, some people like content marketing. Each person is going to do things differently. There's nothing wrong with that. So they need to give you because I've had good salespeople who are like, yo, they get six, they do six calls, but they do it such a strategic way. They get six meetings. And what do people say? Like, oh, dial more. He's like, yo, this guy made 100 calls. He got two meetings. Why are you telling me? Like, I obviously know what I'm doing. I'm not just choosing six magically and getting lucky. I'm doing a lot of research. So it's like when you see someone have that. So you got to get look at that culture. Look at how they treat you. Look at how they interview you. Look at how they follow up. Unfortunately, I'll tell you, like, companies are at the end of the day companies. Like. They always lie. I always tell people, don't ask them what are the next steps or when they're going to get back to you because the answer is always a lie. I've never heard, like they always say, I'm going to get back to you tomorrow or next week. It's always two weeks, three weeks. They're going to get back to you when they want to get back to you, right? And as a salesperson, it's like asking a customer when they're going to get back to you. It's a lie. They, they tell you, you got it. You have to follow up. And it's a waste of a question. Just follow up in a few days. Follow up in a week. And what are the next steps? They're going to tell you, if they like you, they're going to tell you the next steps, right? If they want to hire you, they're going to tell you. So make sure that you use that time to ask questions that set you apart and all that. So ask questions, get insight. And, and that's what I'd focus on. It's a very, very you know, well-articulated answer. That's really good. Um, just checking by your LinkedIn. I think you've just recently gone into a new role as well. So that's a community, not necessarily a new role. So. Mm-hmm. What I would say is my friend wanted to start a community. He asked me to do it. He was like, look, you can, it's a closed community that it's paid. And one of the reasons sometimes I like paid communities, just like even Trainio, is that the people, and Trainio's not paid, but people are serious. You know, there are expectations. There, that I'm part of communities, and man, people just ask the same question, like, same question and it's like the same boring things and they're not as invested they ask for the question but what they really want is like hey can you come over to my house and drive me over to a job like that's gonna just bypass you see a lot of people like they want a job but they don't want to do they they don't want to do the work to get the job like they want this you know million dollar sale but they don't realize like yo to get that million dollar sale you have to do xyz so that's what i would say so it's a career brand champions um, I'm going to focus a little more on that because I've done a lot of free resumes. I've done a lot of free work and now I'm being a little more intentional, focusing a little more on making a little more money so I could reinvest and, you know, grow my company. Brilliant. Brilliant. And Brandon, um, we were just talking about no degree before, before we recorded as well, myself from Brandon, if anyone else wants to check out the movement or find out more about that, where should they, where should they go? Yeah, so check out nodegree.com. I'm still building out the site, so there'll be more cool things. I'll have some merch and all that. Uh, check out the podcast, the No Degree podcast. It's on your favorite platforms, or you could go to nodegree.fm. And the information is free. My goal is to give away as much information for free so that if people can't afford my services or they don't have money, that they have some resources that they could use. 
Brilliant. Brilliant. Any final words from yourself, Brandon? Uh, just, um, look, guys, there was a lot of good advice today coming from one of the best as well. Um, yeah. So there's a lot of tips that you can use in, you know, especially if you don't have experience in a specific job role. Um, you know, there's a lot of good tips here today. Yeah, most definitely. And we're very thankful to to have you on to support us as we grow. Hopefully this is um, an episode that we'll look back on and we can do a part two in the studio, um, however long that is in the future. And we can see the progress just, just as we've watched you progress continuously since we are, since we first were taught by you about CVs and things like that. Yeah, no, let me know. You need me on again. I'm more than happy to share more and go into deeper topics. Brilliant. Brilliant. Thanks for watching, guys. Um, that's episode two. And we will be back next time. Yeah, I'm excited. <laughs>